Hello, and welcome to Missing an Audience. In each episode, a different guest from the arts world will talk about how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected their practice, how they see things changing going forwards, and about their memories of being part of or creating for audiences. Our aim with this podcast is to hear from and reach as many different people working or studying in the arts as possible, to connect over what we miss and have lost, what we have to look forward to, and what needs to change. We also hope to spread awareness of charities or arts groups struggling at this time. We need the arts, and we need audiences. Culture is for entertainment, protest, education, therapy, employment, inspiration and connection. It must survive. Our guest today is writer and director James Phillips. His breakthrough show, The Rubenstein Kiss, won both the John Whiting Award and the UK Theatre Award for Best Play in 2006. And he has since gone on to work extensively with Sheffield Theatres, The Other Palace, formerly the St. James Theatre, and Slung Low, contributing to their work at Latitude Festival and Hull UK City of Culture 2017. He has also had shows presented at 59E59 Theatres in New York and the Hampstead Theatre and Trafalgar Studios in London. His biographical play McQueen, based on the life of fashion designer Alexander McQueen, received a West End transfer in 2015. His other plays include City Stories, The White Whale, Camelot, The Shining City, Flood, and an adaptation of Kenneth Graham's classic children's novel, The Wind in the Willows. Since 2019, James has been the director of the National Student Drama Festival, which highlights aspiring artists and companies in education, showcasing their productions and providing training and workshops through an annual festival. In lockdown, NSDF has moved online and curated a number of Zoom workshops through the Bigger Room project, which aims to make these events more accessible. So far, they have engaged with around 10,000 people across the world, with guests such as Mike Lee, Joanna Scanlon, Erica Wyman, and Roy Williams. Hello, I'm Jake Leonard, the creator and host of this podcast, and I'm a freelance theatre director. Thanks very much for joining us. How are you? I am well. What have you been up to in the madness that has been COVID-19? Lots of different things. I mean, it's bizarrely been insanely busy. Made a short film, released a different short film. We shot it just before lockdown started. And of course, you're the director of the National Student Drama Festival, which was moved online this year because of COVID. At the very beginning of lockdown, we were about to do the the annual festival, and I cancelled that um, because of the the pandemic and sort of unproduced it. And then two days later, started the process of reproducing it as a completely online festival, open like two weeks after that. And that was sort of the first time anyone had done anything like that. We had people joining in from all over the world, 10,000 participants. I mean, it was not without immense stress at the beginning. I hadn't even heard of Zoom when I when I said I'm going to do it. You know, you're, you're entirely dependent on internet connections and stuff. We thought we'd lost Mark Ravenhill, for example, during the beginning of his workshop. But still, it's allowed us to really widen the reach, both in participants and people. We've launched this, this thing called the Bigger Room Project. So kind of once a month, we have a series of online masterclasses and workshops and debates 
everything's free, everything's open to everyone. We've had some wonderful guests, you know, Rosamund Pike, Bibi Wallace-Bridge, Armando Inucci, Indira Barma. That part of it has been very successful. But also, it allowed communities where people met. You know, so we had online pubs and we had quizzes. I couldn't believe it. We were getting messages from people like in Sri Lanka and India. And we're now doing a project between here and India, commissioning a new piece of work with a, a young English writer and a young Indian writer. There's been lots of things that have been bad and very difficult. There's no denying that. But I think in terms of attempts at inclusivity, the online world being useful. In a weird way, this whole COVID thing has kind of brought people together, especially for artists, is sort of a sense of community, which has been lovely. Well, I hope that. That's right. <laughs> and if it is right, I hope it endures. Mm. The smaller the opportunities are, the more people will fight over them. So if we do another podcast in six months or a year, you and I, let's hope that we both agree with that. It's never really happened in the past. So let's see how we go. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed, man. No, that's true. <laughs> One of the other things that we talk about on the podcast is audience experiences that guests might have had, which might have been as a member of an audience or as somebody who's created something and somebody's watching it and the response they've got. So what are your experiences that you'd like to share with us? We did the show Flood. I wrote and that Slinglow produced, which was the sort of centrepiece of the whole capital of culture. It was a year-long project. We did a short film, two full-length live plays, and a 30-minute play commissioned by BBC Two all of which were one long saga. We sort of rolled them out during the year. And then in October, we did everything together. So you come, watch the short film, watch the first play, go across the street to this massive kind of marquee, watch the BBC Two film, come back and watch the final play. That was like four and a half hours, five hours of mayhem. You know, it was on this 100 meter square tidal basin with this floating city that this designer, David Farley, built. And so that that is a kind of, is a kind of communal thing and it's a as an audience experience of seeing something that big. It was a kind of extraordinary thing, particularly not doing it in London. Felt a deep connection with the audience. The first play I ever wrote was a play called The Ribbons Tankers. It's about communists in the 50s and the 70s in the United States and about rich hunts and everything. There was this bit where this guy who's betrayed his brother, he sort of says, you know, people had a word for me. I was a rat. Someone, I suspect a very left-wing person in the audience said, yes, you were a traitor. And then a, an old lady across the theatre said, will you be quiet? And then the man said, Oh, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous sort of heckling I've ever seen. There was a very strange one where George Galloway turned up. There was a revival last year at Southern. George Galloway became enamored of this play, which I don't really know why. There was a production that I saw in America, and there was this guy who was in his 80s, a Jewish guy in his 80s from New York, who was just sobbing through the second half. He was from the Lower East Side, where the, the Rosenbergs were from. But this play is loosely based, and that was, that was extraordinary. But there's not been a New York production of that play yet, which is one of my absolute heart's desires. But, well, if anyone's listening, um, I'd like to commission a New York production yes. Of the, yes. <laughs> the first big slung low show that Alan and I did together the ship that came out from under the water this floating platform that turned into the it's the white whale it's an adaptation of Moby Dick and it was kind of we were working out how to do it pumping air into these barrels underneath the thing so that at the beginning it felt like um, this actor Nima uh, Telegani who, who was playing the lead we had a submerged platform and he just stepped out onto water and just walked. And then this thing came up from under the water. But in tech rehearsals, sometimes this thing didn't come up from under the water. So this was like five minutes into the show. And if it didn't come up from under the water, there was no show. It was going to be a very, very long hour and a half of improvisation. So that, in terms of sheer terror, I'm always worried about Courtney, but we put him, you know, we, we, we flew the thing up at the end. We had to throw him in the canal. I think I think he ended that play jumping off the ship holding a marine flare. So yeah. Wow. I mean <laughs> four days we were worried about him from beginning to end. But uh, 
<laughs> he did. He did brilliantly. Absolutely brilliantly. Well, he he is fab, isn't he? He's such a yeah, brilliant actor. Yeah, it's brilliant actor. Yeah, brilliant. The last thing that we we do on the podcast is talk about a charity or a cause or sometimes even a venue that the guests would like to highlight. Since the the pandemic started, Flunder who who taken over the oldest working men's pub in Britain, the whole bit in Leeds, have turned their entire company into the ward providers of food um, for their area. And this has been going on for months and months and months. And it's sort of extraordinary, both in terms of the sheer organisation and, and man, man hours and effort and the willpower necessary to do this. And also just, you know, a theatre company repurposing itself with such innovation so quickly. If you're thinking of, of supporting something both theatrical and really vital in, in the time of corona i would think about going on the slung nose website and bunging them some money towards this this food bank project it's a fantastic choice of charity as well james because it's as you say it's it's creative and it's community focused and it's theaters have sat empty for months on end because of covid19 and lockdown and so to take a building that is normally used for a creative or artistic practice and give it a new lease of life and support your local community whilst you're doing it that's a really admirable thing so yes if if anyone listening could donate anything i'm sure it'd be greatly appreciated or if if you are in the Leeds area and you need to access it it's there we'll put the link in the description and you can access it and you can use it and you shouldn't feel any shame or fear in using it because they are there to help you and times are tough at the minute and it's not a reflection on you it's very much a reflection on the situation we're in and the government that's running it thank you so much for joining us James it's been lovely talking to you you stay safe and you thank you very much by Jake Leonard, with music by Dave Morris, publicity design by Ben Hollands, and voiceover by Rebecca Klee. We'd love to hear your favourite audience experiences and how COVID-19 has affected you, so feel free to get in touch with us on Twitter at MissingAnAward. If you want to donate or find out more about the charities our guest was talking about, you can find the links in the description below. In the meantime, keep safe, keep well, and be kind. Next time, we're joined by freelance director and former artistic director of the Hope Theatre, Matthew Parker. I did a production of The Lesson by Ian Esco. Ian Esco's my favourite non-living playwright. That's a very dark play. Mm. Uh, it's a very dark comic drama. Mm. And there were moments where people were rolling around laughing and other people were just sat there with their mouths open <laughs> in absolute disgust and shock. <laughs> and that, that schism between those two things, I just love it. Oh, oh, oh.